Good morning. It is Wednesday, August the 23rd, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Let's begin today with our prayer of consecration. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body to you as a living sacrifice. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's entry is entitled, Fundamentals Without Fundamentalism. Our text is Acts 2, verses 22 to 31. Hear now the word of the Lord. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. David said about him, I saw the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices my body also will rest in hope, because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Fellow Israelites, I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried and his tomb is here to this day. But he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him on oath that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, that he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, nor did his body see decay. The Word of the Lord now consider this. From day one of the church, two unified realities have guided us. Immediately upon being filled with the Holy Spirit, Peter began to preach the Word of God. Notice how through the first two chapters of Acts alone, we have already quoted or alluded to five different passages of Scripture ranging from the prophets to the Psalms to the Gospels. 
These folks were people of one book. The Word of God, by the Spirit of God, had formed their memory and was now forging their imagination. Friends, there are two fundamental resources that enable us to be fruitful followers of Jesus in the world. Number one, the Word of God. Number two, the Spirit of God. One without the other leaves persons, communities, and even entire religious movements in the state of arrested development known as fundamentalism. On the one hand, the word without the spirit invariably moves toward a fundamentalism characterized by rigid legalism. On the other hand, the spirit without the word moves toward a fundamentalism characterized by unbridled chaos. The word without the spirit counterfeits order. The spirit without the word counterfeits freedom. The truth, neither are either. Word and spirit are the fundamental fundamentals that together keep us out of the ditches of religious fundamentalism. That's what we're after, fundamentals without fundamentalism. Two points of guidance for us going forward. Number one, to be disciplined, discipled in the way of Jesus means to live life anchored, rooted, and immersed in the wisdom, world, and story of the Scriptures. It is to be a person of one book. That's what we're going for with the wake-up call every single day. Number two, to be discipled in the way of Jesus means to live life animated, intoxicated, and infused with the love, gifts, and power of the Holy Spirit. And yes, This is also what we are going for in the wake-up call every single day. Keep in mind, we are not aiming at a 50-50 mix of the two. This isn't about living in the so-called tension or trying to find a middle way between them. It is 100%, 100% word and spirit bonded in an inseparable, indivisible, nuptial union. All we need for the life God created us for is right here, Word and Spirit. Now, if we want to see what this kind of life looks like in perfection, we need look no further than Jesus. It's yet another reason we call him the master. How are you working with these resources? How would you like to be? The prayer of transformation. Lord Jesus, I am your witness. I receive your righteousness. 
and release my sinfulness. I receive your wholeness and release my brokenness. I receive your fullness and release my emptiness. I receive your creativity and release my chaos. I receive your healing and release my sickness. I receive your joy and release my despair. I receive your rest and release my striving. Come, Holy Spirit, transform my heart, mind, soul, and strength that my consecration becomes your demonstration, that our lives become your sanctuary. For the glory of God our Father. Amen. And the question, do you tend to be stronger in your understanding and experience of the Word of God or the Spirit of God? What might growing in this weakness look like? Take a minute and note in your journal how the wake-up call is helping you grow in these ways. Maybe share that with us. That'd be a blessing. And for our hymn today, we're going to sing one of the standards that you love. We sing it a lot on here. Trust and Obey. It is hymn number 334 in our seedbed hymnal, Our Great Redeemer's Praise. Trust and Obey, 334. We'll sing all four verses. When we walk with the Lord in the light of His Word, what a glory He sheds on our way. While we do His good will, He abides with us still, and with all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way. To be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Not a burden we bear, not a sorrow we share, but our toil he doth richly repay. Not a grief or a loss, not a frown or a cross, but is blessed if we trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. But we never can prove the delights of His love until all on the altar we lay for the favor He shows. And the joy he bestows are for them who will trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Verse 4. Then in fellowship sweet, we will sit at his feet, 
or will walk by his side in the way. What he says we will do, where he sends we will go. Never fear, only trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Amen. Love that hymn. I just have memories of singing that as a boy standing between my grandparents in church and or seeing and hearing, I could pick out my mom and dad's voices from the choir loft up above, up in front of us. Trust and obey the Word and the Spirit. There it is. We trust in God's Word and the Spirit empowers us to obey it, to lovingly do it, not to grit our teeth and bear it, but to joyfully obey. Yeah. Love that prayer from our great thanksgiving. Uh, free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Well, uh, it's Wednesday. It's hump day. We're going to get over it, get through it, be better for it. You know, uh, this past uh, week took my youngest and fourth son well, he's not my fourth son. He's my fourth child. He's my second son. You know, I got two and two. But I got to take him off to college. The last one to go to college went to take him to Asbury University in Wilmore, Kentucky. My other son, an oldest, first child was is David, and he is uh, finishing his last year there this year. Sam is going into his first. It was joyful and stressful and tearful and all of it. Um, I've been very reflective ever since and in the midst of it. You know, um, they say by the time your your child is 18 years old, you've spent 90% of the time you'll ever get to spend with them. And my goodness, that's hitting me hard. Actually, I wrote a, I wrote a poem about it that I'm going to share on my own website. I'm going to invite you to come there and see that soon. Uh, My website. Never had one until, well, I mean, not in many years. I've just given everything over right in here to Seedbed. Uh, But now that I've got this new life and little church in Gillette, it's not fair to put it all through Seedbed. Uh, I'm going to start trying to share bits of that, snapshots of that with you through my own site. But pray for Sam and pray for David. I love you to pray for my daughters, Mary Catherine and Lily. And I'll be praying for yours. I know you're in the same situation and doing these same kinds of things, these rites of passage. We need the Lord and we need each other in the midst of it. So thank you for being there for me. We'll just put a put a pin in it right there today and send you out on the field. There are a lot of people in a lot of need today, and their great need is to meet Jesus, and their great opportunity is to meet Him as you, 
his witness, <laughs> our one job. So um, get your seed together. I've got mine. Let's hit the fields. I'll be the guy in the dust storm off on the horizon, okay? I'll see you out there. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend, leave us a rating, and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.